What is our podcast called again? No, I'm kidding. What, what is our podcast <laughs> called again? I'm kidding. Keep this going. This is absolutely epic. This is an outtake that will forever be remembered. Good afternoon, good morning, and good evening, ladies and ladies. This is Melissa Khan. I am one of the amazing co-hosts for the Run For Your Life podcast. I am joined today by my most beautiful blue-eyed girl. You're my blue-eyed girl. Shannon LaLuvier, Lululemon. Um, I, I don't know, she's French, but she's beautiful. I love her. Shannon, welcome to your own podcast. Thank you, and I'm so glad that you remember the name of our very own podcast. <laughs> yes, this is Shannon Liev, your Canadian uh, co-host, and we have a special guest. You've met him before. We've had him as a guest before, but uh, we brought him back because I'm always going back for seconds for things, so let's have him back. And we've, we've been arguing about something off offline. Um, our guest today, Melissa, who's our guest? Our guest is one of my most favorite people. Probably, I only like like four people in real life. And this is one of them. Scott Ricky from Ordinary Marathoner, actually now from Team Ordinary. Scott is the CEO, president, chief executive, everything. And uh, what a group you have created. It's a... Uh, the concept is so unique, and I'm really, I'm really just thrilled to, to invite you back to our podcast and, and welcome Scott Ricky from Ordinary that, Marathon. That might, welcome. Thank you so much. That might be the greatest intro I think I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. And, I, I uh, set my levels high. I know. I gotta say, with all you know, all the all the things that you just said, I, I gotta say, I, I learned it all by watching you, Melissa. <laughs> well, well, um, you maybe you <laughs> stole it. I don't I know. Mean, <laughs> intellectual <laughs> property. If I absolutely love this. I, I love the way that we start this. <laughs> I don't know, but we're friends. We're not upset about it. But you know, extraordinary people. Ordinary My lawyer people, will be. Uh, ordinary things. Yeah, that that. By the way, there is no way you beat me on that. There know. is no way. I don't know. Are you taking pictures of me now? I am posting them online. You know what? We Shannon and I it's have been good side. touting ordinary people doing ordinary things for so long that I feel like even We're, Oprah knew about it. That's you know that's because you know I think you probably Oprah. heard it from me and then you just kind of I mean my stuff has ordinary in the name. Yeah, I know, I know. It's really I'm, coincidence. It's kind of like uh, you know, it's kind of like I don't know. So I, I don't know how you steal how do you steal a tagline and then just throw ordinary in the name. I mean, it's like it was our intellectual properties. We worked really hard about this, and we got it. Like my lawyer in Washington D.C. is like, yeah, I know. It and trademarking it. That's and- right. We can settle out of court here on this one. Okay, How about um? Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like a burger and and some fries would be good to uh, go. Maybe a race entry or something. A race? Oh yeah. Shannon, what you got, man? So Shannon wants to race. She's like, she's I, an idea. I'm ready to, I'm I love how you just gave that up. <laughs> I'm Most always ready racing. to th- throw down. And I am a member of the Ordinary Marathoners group on Facebook. You are. I did you get are. invited. I'm sorry. Where's my invite? Am I there a member? No, no, it's just the same old group. It's the same old group. Yeah, You've been you're around. a member. I see. Oh, you, oh, you know what? We got to get you in under your, uh, under your revised um, persona here. Yes. Yes. My alter ego. Her am, alter- am I allowed to say that? Should we, I, I probably should leave that alone. No, you could you could say it. It's it's uh it's fabulous, uh, Mrs. Griffin. Now, all right. Yes. Yeah, yes. but um, but Scott, so yeah. ordinary marathoners, extraordinary yep. things are happening today. What's going on? Yeah, big so deal you, today. 
<laughs> so yeah, we, um, we've been working on a new concept, a new project sort of called Team Ordinary, where it's sort of more, uh, you know, we've, we've had the same group um, for quite a while now. It's been open for maybe three years. And um, Melissa and I collaborate in the past and we have a lot, there's a lot of overlap in our group, which I think is wonderful and, and great, even though your group is still, is still much bigger better, than mine. Better. Uh, <laughs> I'd say bigger. I wouldn't say, you know, good things come in small packages. Um, and, uh, you know, so I think over the course of time, over the course of three years, what we really realized was that we, we've collected a bunch of great people <laughs> that, uh, that really <laughs> can't go on, uh, that really, uh, you know, we support one another and it's, um, it's a good co you know, collection of people. So we thought we'd just band together in more of a, uh, more of a team, like a legitimate team and, you know, show up at races with our little team shirts, our team hats. Uh, get together and you know we have uh, we now have our own uh, website teamordinary.com where people submit their profiles which I got that totally stole the idea from uh, run half a run um, no. you used to beg me remember how long mm. it took me to give you my my profile I, and you're like on the first page or so like you were my prized heifer I, that was great that was speaking great. of which I want to come I, back I let, to this by the way I let you post a picture of me that was not very flattering but I know <laughs> We that developed a trust early I need, on. Though. I we, needed a before yeah. picture. We did. We really did. Yeah. Um, we've done some good work together, I think. I did. But yeah. You know, it, um, so I, the, the team concept just seemed like it was a good way to go uh, and a good way to kind of collectively join everyone together and, uh, and, and, and be more together as a group, I think. And, and I kind of threw it out there as an idea and people just grabbed onto it. And, um, you know, I, I, I said, hey, why don't we just start pro like uh, – populating the website with your profiles and see who, you know, see who would answer. And they just answered, they just came. And so we started building it and today we launched it officially. Well, and, and one of the things that you've been, you've had going on, by the way, I'll take a size large on that baseball cap. That's cool. My brain is so big. <laughs> um, one of the things that, that you've been working on is you've be become certified in training, correct? Coaching? I did. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, I've been, I've been doing triathlon now for like the last two or three years and I really got into it. And uh, a good friend of mine had taken the, the, the class, the certification class for USA triathlon. And, and she's just killing it. She's doing such a great job. And it's really kind of coaching is always something in the back of my mind, something I wanted to do. Um, it took me a while to feel comfortable, I think, to get to the point where I felt like I could, I actually had enough knowledge. And you know how it is with this, with this industry. It's like, you, you can't go, you can't fool people. People know what you know. And for, you know, for three years, I ended my podcast by saying, um, when it comes to running, uh, you know, I'm, I, I'm no expert. I'm just ordinary, ordinary, uh, which was great. And it's kind of a funny little line, but all of a sudden now I'm a coach and it's like, you know what? I, I kind of have to be an expert now, you know? So I did the certification and, um, you know, it was, it was, it was enlightening. It was good. It, it, um, it kind of gave me the confidence I think I needed to, uh, to go ahead and give this thing a try. And so I have, you know, three or four clients. We're just starting to build a business out here and, uh, it's been really great. What exactly are you building in terms of coaching? What, what is it that you're looking for? Well, you know, I, I tell you, I, I have, um, right now I, the, the athletes I have, they come, some of them are, uh, one of them is a very experienced triathlete. Um, he's competitive, he's fast. And, and on the other end, uh, you know, I'm training, I'm training my wife for the Marine Corps marathon, uh, and her friend who has never run a marathon before. I kind of wow. think that's, you know, that's really, that's really kind of my wheelhouse right there is, um, is people who are kind of new to the sport 
uh, you know, I was new to the sport just five years ago mm-hmm. and you know, you go through, you go through the, the, the schedule there, the 5k, the 10k, the half marathon, the marathon. And for me, it went all the way to Ironman. Um, and having that experience, that's like kind of what you have to draw on. Right. And, and you want to, you know, I think you get to that point, at least I got to the point where it's like, um, I've enjoyed finishing these races and training for these races. And it's almost like, I, I will experience the experience I will get from, from coaching and watching my athletes achieve the same things, achieve their goals. And just to be a little part of that, just to kind of even just give them the little guidance uh, that they need or that they're seeking to help them fit cross that finish line. It, it's going to be, my sense is that it will be just as, um, just as, it'll make me just as fulfilled as it, as it would be if I crossed the finish line myself. And I think that's kind of what I'm looking for here. It's pretty sappy, but let me ask you a question. Let me, let me play devil's advocate here to all the people. And I asked this because I was uh, talking today with somebody at work about, you know, the, the concept of virtual co- coaching and online coaching. And, and, and what do you say to the naysayers who say, right, I need somebody to stand here and tell me that I look like a full running, change my form, my biking, my swimming. What do you say to those naysayers who say, well, I, you know, I don't know that this would work for me. Why would this work for them? Yeah, you know, and that's a that's a great question, and I actually my first one of the year. No, that's that's perfect um, because a lot of people, you know, the, the, there's the difference between having a coach take you to the pool and tell you how your stroke is good, you know, what what you have to change and what you have how to do, um, and, and being a virtual coach. And I've I've kind of dealt with with both coaches from an athlete perspective, so I kind of know uh, you have to have you know you have to make sure that it's a good fit first of all between the athlete and the coach. And the lines of communications are certainly key. Um, if that's not there, then there's really no reason to do a long-term relationship. It's, it's practically like dating. Uh, you know, if you're not going to talk back and forth, then, then it's not worth it. I, I think the way I look at it, though, is the virtual coach uh, it keeps you honest, keeps you, um, you know, you, you get your calendar. You got to fill, fill out those workouts when you finish. Uh, you can chat with them and talk about, you know, if you have questions for your race, if you want to go over race strategy for a specific race, if you have your A goal race and, and you're like, all right, this is, you know, I've never done a marathon before. What can I expect? Answer all those questions. Um, and, and granted, you're not there to hold their hand. You're not there to tell them, Hey, you know, your, your form here as you're running is, is slumping or you're not there. But, um, you know, the kind of the way I look at it and one of the ways that, this is actually one of my, my recent lines of thinking was, you know, when I, I was a kid, you go, you play high school sports and after school you have practice and you just show up every day for two hours. And there's something there that keeps you honest, something there that says, Hey, you know what? I got to be there at that time. I got to be there for two hours and get this work done. If I do it, we got a shot to win. I got a shot to play all that good stuff. Well, it's the same thing now. And I think that a virtual coach can do, you know, granted they're not there, um, but in terms of applying discipline, in terms of talking things through and answering questions and finding those times where maybe you didn't think you had time to work out, but hey, you can sneak in a half hour here, an hour there, wake up early, all that good stuff. Um, I think that's where the virtual coach does work. Yeah. Talk, and we're typically no, cheaper talk, than a coach, can, you know. F- good. No, I was just going to say that I'm the type of person that I can totally see the benefit to having a virtual coach. But at the same time, I know people who need someone right there next to them the whole time. So there is definitely, you know, a market. It's like what you said about finding, finding the right fit and having that communication, that rapport with your coach and with your client. 
and the knowledge to say, yeah, this is a good fit or, you know what, maybe this isn't a good fit. Maybe you do need to, like for me personally, I'm just lazy. I mean, even when I was training, you guys know I was lazy. I I would cut corners and be like, it's just a marathon. (laughs) You know, and I I, I own it, but you know, I needed that, that accountability of a coach that was there to say, you know, I mean, we use that training peak software and I never figured out how it worked and I didn't never understood her VO2 max because I didn't even wear a heart rate mod. Like I had a, uh, what's that Fitbit? (laughs) I don't think that's going to work out, but, um, it was really difficult and I needed that accountability. I needed somebody to show up on that mountain and help me bike up that hill and down that hill and not die from whatever. But I think there's a lot of movement in, in the athletic world towards virtual coaching because number one, it's more accessible. Number two, it's affordable. Number three, you get your choice of all these great coaches. And and why, why would somebody go to team order and say, why do I want Scott Ricky up my ass for this event? What do you bring that others don't have? This is, this is where we want to sell it because I know why I love you. Why does the rest of the world need to love you? (laughs) Well, you know, it's true. Uh, it is, I, I'll say first thing overall, <clears throat> it is a relationship business when it comes to virtual coaching. Uh, so you got to find someone, and not even that you like, that you can kind of, that you can deal with in that positive fashion because people are always different, right? And I, I, you know, I did this when I was a football coach. We had some kids, you, ha- you had to read the kids and some kids, you could yell at them and they would play better. They would take, that would be some, you know, that criticism, they take that criticism, they say, I want to prove you're wrong. And they go out and play better. You take that same approach with, with an athlete, uh, with a different athlete, and they may shut down. They may say, oh, this coach hates me. Uh, I'm not ever going to be able to do this. And they shut down. So you kind of have, have to have a coach that motivates you in the right way. Uh, and, that, and it really, it all starts with the, with the, with the communication. Um, I'll tell you what. One of the things that, I, that I've been doing and that, that I've noticed a lot of when, I, when I'm coaching um, is that there are a lot of coaches out there that, that are cut and paste coaches. And by that, what I mean is they have a list of workouts already prepared. Um, they say, all right, this guy's trained a marathon week 10, cut and paste week 10 and move on. Um, I have never cut and pasted a workout into any of my athletes training peaks. I don't plan on doing that ever. Uh, I think that every workout is a chance for, the, for them to learn. Uh, it's a chance for them to, you know, to figure out, all right, hey, you know, this workout, you're supposed to work hard. This workout, you're supposed to do easy. Um, you're doing hills today. You're doing, you know, like we got to get that conversation going back and forth and we got to see uh, where your performance levels are. Is this, is this, are you on track to reach your goal? Are you on track to be able to, to finish a marathon? Uh, do we have to go to walk, run walk intervals? Are you not going to, you know, what kind of things, you know, do we have to experiment with that kind of thing? Uh, and that all, that all comes from experience. And granted, I mean, look, I've been doing this five years. It's not all my life. It's not, you know, there are coaches out there that have, will have, will show you MBAs, uh, PhDs, all that good stuff. Uh, what I bring to the table is the experience of having done it, of having gone from 280 pounds to 200 pounds and going from not being able to run a quarter mile to doing a full Ironman. Um, if that's what you want to do, if that's what, if you want to partake in that kind of experiment uh, where you just want to turn your life around and do something new, I don't, you know, I've been there. I've done that. So I think, that's where sort of the experience comes in, um, the communication comes in, and sort of the personal one-on-one uh, touch that, you know, I feel like that I bring to the table as opposed to the cut-and-paste coaches. 
Well, I think that's a good point. I mean, you're, you're definitely putting your all into it. I know that, uh, that you left your, your day job to pursue this amazing career. And I think, uh, you know, I, I think that with the right clientele, you could really go far. I mean, I've seen other online coaches. I've worked, uh, I'll be honest, I've worked with one or two of them in, in back in the day when I used to be really <laughs> popular and athletic and stuff. Um, my clothes fit me. But, uh, you know, they, they, they were going to make a comeback, by the way. It's, 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 settling in there it's coming oh, fuck off. It, will. it will um yeah so but but i think something that you do bring to the table is you have an, an intuitive nature about about people and and you're able to say in a very nice way call them on their crap and say yeah i know but you can do better i know we did good today but you can still do better and yeah um we run through discomfort we don't run through pain and you're you're qualified now with with all the letters behind your name to go ahead and and make these assessments for people, and I think that that's something. Or if I was looking now for an online coach, you you, you know, unfortunately, I would probably pick you and, and, and apologize <laughs> for the big well, cookie. Okay, but trouble. I mean, you know, but one of the things that that I love about you is you're extremely motivating. I mean, I remember running the Phoenix Half with you, and uh, we had a great time. We were eating donuts halfway or whatever waffles, <laughs> bagels. Yeah, pancakes. And and like halfway through, you're like, all right, screw this. I got to actually do this running thing. Your wife smoked you like she was seven she miles ahead of she us. Did. She's a rock star. And <laughs> you're like, you know what, guys? All right, pancake fueled me. I'm ready to go. And, and off you went. You did an amazing job. And I know it wasn't great, but you did. You didn't hit a home run on that trip for some other reasons, <clears throat> baby. But, um, <laughs> you know, you, you went, awesome. you did your own thing. And and you are, you're very inspirational because, like you said, you dropped all this weight. You did the Ironman. You talk about the struggles, not just the triumph. That everybody, that's that big constant thing, Shannon, we talked about on social media on our last episode. Is that everybody's smoke and mirrors and like, oh, I did so great. I did so great. Isn't it really? Crazy? Well, you're out there saying, man, today sucked. Your, your everyday <laughs> podcast where you talk to yourself, you know. I know you don't think I listen to them and mostly I don't, but other people tell me about them. And you know, I love that you say like, you know, some days you're the pigeon, some days you're the statue and everybody has days like that. So you're the coach to go to. It's not going to go blow sunshine up your ass. You're going to be like, look, okay, so today sucked. What can we do to make tomorrow better? And I do think with your coaching, your athletes are going to, to uh, do amazing. I really do. Yeah. And you know, that's the one I actually, I think I talked today about that on the podcast today. Um, just sometimes it's more about taking, taking the finish line or taking the starting line than it is crossing the finish line. And you hear that a lot of people getting, people get really nervous about their race uh, as it, and they've done the training, they've done it and they, and they still, they're nervous. They don't know if they're going to get the time they want. They know, well, you know, you have good days, you have bad days. And the thing is I, I've DNF before and, and DNF and geez, DNFing in Phoenix the year after we ran it. Um, was something that really, it really bothered me. And I remember like, like getting to that point where I decided I couldn't finish and telling myself, all right, what am I going to tell everyone? Do I tell them I got injured when I didn't get injured? Well, do I tell them I just wasn't ready? I didn't train right. No, I, I did train right. Well, what the hell happened? And I think, you know, I, it's, it's, it's very easy to get down on yourself, but the truth, the truth actually, I think it helps. I think it helps people kind of reconcile mm -hmm. their own fears, you know? Um, fears of taking that starting line because you know what the thing the, the fact of the matter is if you dnf a race you're not dying you're not yeah. you know you're not there's nothing wrong with that there's two there's two things you do after you pick up you know after you dnf you either pick it up and say all right i'm going to do this next time i'm going to i'm going to be more ready next time or you put your head in the sand and 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 you you know you shame yourself out of the public eye <laughs> well let me say one thing though it doesn't make any sense 
I think one of the most important things, and this is when, when I do public speaking, one of the things I talk about is you're already a winner when you get to the start line because you already won. You put in so much effort and so much training into those races. Shannon, the race you did recently and, and the one you're going to pace what this next weekend, yeah. you're already a winner by the time you get to the start line because not only did you commit to the race, you committed to the training to do it. So no matter what happens on race day, yeah, DNFs happen. They're, they're tragic. They suck. Um, I disqualified in Nepal, you know, I, on purpose. I did it to myself knowing full well. Um, it shit happens. But the fact is, is that every single person who gets to that start line is already a winner, right? Because they've done the training. They've put in the hard work. If they've done the training. If they've done the training. If they've done the training. But the, and only they know. And, and they have to be honest with themselves. But that, that's amazing. And I think that there's merit to that. And if you can get your athletes to that start line prepared, you're, you've won as well. Yeah. And you know, and you know, when you, you rewind back to what you said before about how other people are always blowing smoke and mirror, you know, it's all, and, and it's, that's true. There are so many people out there that are, it's just, it's so easy to, you know, to pull, to pull the, uh, pull the lid on pe uh, over people's eyes when it comes to social media these days and, and not, uh, you know, and, oh, this guy's awesome. He never screws up. He never does anything wrong. He knows everything. It's like, you know what? That's not the kind of person you want. Yeah. Anyway, you want, that's how, the way you learn is by is by falling on your face and then picking yourself yeah. back up and, and that's, getting that's a metaphor for life right there, bro. Yeah. So, you know, I, I you know how I mean, you know how this business is. It's kind of like I, I see people all the time. People like, oh, you know, you know, maybe they I, I know that they didn't train, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, you know, that they didn't train and maybe they're out they there like, oh, look at me. Look at me. It's like, dude, you didn't train. <laughs> yeah. Well, you yeah. know who gets We've me? We talked about this before. You, you know who gets me? And I, I, lo I love him dearly, and I, he fell off my radar after Phoenix. And even though he just came back on my radar, I will always love him the most. Uh, Ray Ray Moogie and uh, Ray, big shout out to you. I, I, does he even train? But he goes out there and runs. Like last weekend, he ran two half marathons, and yeah. this dude is like a machine. But he never talks he about is. training, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are he, you doing? Yeah, he's one of those. The classic case of I don't like training, so I just sign up for all these races. <laughs> that is his training, <laughs> and, he's, but, uh, and he's epic. He's and and a such a, I, I freaking love he's him. A machine. Love and him. He just yeah. He just so he just signed up for Team Ordinary today. And I believe it or not, I just talked to him maybe two hours ago. Like you're going to coach uh, him? <clears throat> no, I, uh, he just, so team ordinary, you, you don't necessarily have to, I don't necessarily have to coach you to be on, to be on team ordinary. That's what we need. Um, <clears throat> yep. So, you know, you just, so he's on team ordinary as, as a participant, but I'm not coaching him unless he needs a coach. He can always reach out to me. Well, right? I, I want to sign uh, up. <laughs> can I be, can I be? Yeah, ordinary? you can totally. Okay. I'll give you a coupon code. You'll be good. Ten <laughs> percent, uh, but yeah. So, so, so the thing is with with Team Ordinary is so you have everyone's bio, and then we have a race schedule. Uh, you know, this isn't this is a non run heifer run uh, idea. Oh, so you had an original like, idea? Yes, yes. It's a com it's like a commingled race schedule. Whoa, uh, so, cool. it, which is kind of cool. So, I have the podcast, and the podcast is you know I do the podcast now uh, two or three times a week. We do it once at the beginning of the week and once at the end. So at the end of the week on Friday, I'll come on and I'll go through the list of races that we have. So all the people that are in Team Ordinary, um, if you're racing that weekend, we're going to talk about you on the podcast. We're going to wish you good luck. And then come Monday, we're going to, you know, we're going to talk about how you did. And, uh, you know, if you didn't do so hot, you don't want to talk about it. That's cool. But if you cross that finish line and we all saw pictures of you, uh, preferably wearing your Team Ordinary shirt and hat, um, <laughs> then we're going to talk about it and we're going to congratulate Shameless you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, 
so, you know, I think, uh, I think when you kind of, you know, you wrap the community together and, and really the community that we built and, and all of a sudden really the last, I don't know, the last two weeks, um, we've just had some people, some amazing people enter the group and be like, Hey man, this group, you know, this group is pretty cool. And they just start inviting their friends over. And, and mm -hmm. then I think our group is, you know, it's, it's up about 30% in the last two weeks. And, nice. You know, you meet the right people and, and you, I mean, you know how it is, you meet the connectors and, and they just go to town and they invite all their friends. And, and good things happen. And, and, yeah. and, you know, good, good attracts good and, and karma yeah. is real. And, and you, you know, you've done so many nice things, just, just kind things for people. I've, I've witnessed some of your, I mean, I don't like to talk about I don't how think much I really actually like you, but <laughs> you know, you, you have done some really nice things for people and. I think that's karma. People realize you're actually just one of those original good, like, you know, you should be on like, what was it like? Leave it to beaver. You're like the beave, you know, just, just a good guy, you know? And I, I think that it's great that your group is growing because I was part of the group from the very beginning that if that, that I didn't, I thought there was another group. You, kept, yeah. no, you were the original, you're in the original group. Yeah. And I mean, I've watched that group grow from the very beginning and, and it is different from run, heifer run. There's a, there's a different, there's a different vibe and a different feel to it. And that's great because nobody wants to be in two groups that are, that are the same, but your group is extremely supportive. And, um, I'm always proud of people when I see, you know, I don't often comment. I just don't have time these days, but, yeah. but I see everybody's accomplishments and, you know, I want to make a huge shout out to, uh, she's going to kill me for this, but you know who I'm going <laughs> to say, Debbie finishing yeah. Berlin. I mean, she fought through some, some shit to get through that race and she did amazing. I mean, she was injured and it was rainy. Lufthansa screwed her over on the way home. She was exhausted. I mean, she, she did that with grace and courage. And, and I was so proud of her because training, for that race sucked so bad for her for so many reasons. We went through the one year anniversary of Max's death during her training and she had so many challenges. And I, I just want to shout out to her because I know she ran for team ordinary and she's just, just an this, amazing person. She, she is. just, you know, super kind heart. Yeah. Um, you know, you ever, anytime we do, we, you know, I'm like, a, I tinker with this thing and I, I come up with these new ideas. We do our charity race and we do, and and Debbie is the first one to line up. Always, always. Uh, yeah, she's one of the most reliable people uh, I've ever known. So um, we're actually going to see her at Marine Corps Marathon. I know. Uh, we're doing, yep, we're doing Marine Corps Marathon in a couple of weeks, and um, Steffi and I are heading down there. And we have a group of probably about fifteen people, at least ten to fifteen people, including Ray Maganya. We'll be seeing him down there. And I'm a hug uh, for me. it has to be a sweaty hug. Shannon, you wanted to say something. <laughs> no, I, I just wanted so to much. say that to you know, like everyone wants to feel like they're part of something. And it's so awesome when it's you're part of like a bunch of good people. Because like I'm I'm on the Facebook group and I noticed that somebody is from my area and we ran the same race a few weeks That's ago right. and it's just you know, I know hey, who you're how'd you about? do well how'd you do Isn't that crazy yeah it's just kind of like okay that's weird we're both from like small town nova <laughs> scotia but like to have this community that we may never meet each other we may never you know see each other in person but to know that you have someone right. who's sort of thinking about you or cheering you on or, you know, sharing your successes and even kind of sharing your, your failures. Like I know what it's like to, you know, to have plantar fasciitis and not do what you want to do. And this is how I got through it. And it is, you know, to be able to have the opportunity to be part of a team. Cause I wasn't an athlete in school and if I had wanted to, I would never have made any team at all. So, you know, now as a grown up, I guess to feel like I'm part of, something 
yeah. a group of like-minded individuals, you know, it's nice. It's that sort of community that you're building. And it's, you know, what's great about it too, is that we have people on this group, in this group that are, you know, ultra runners, uh, Ironman finishers, uh, multiple Ironman finishers. And then we have people who are just, you know, they just need that little bit of motivation to start or, uh, you know, or they want to do a marathon, but they don't, they're not there yet. And they want to, you know, they want to just start building. Um, and it, it doesn't really matter. It's all relative, right? It's, it's all relative to your, uh, to your current skill level. And if someone's out there putting, you know, the way, the way I put it the other day, um, is that, you know, we have, we have these professional sports and these million, millions of people come out and they cheer for these guys. Some of them, you know, they may not be the nicest people in the world. They may, you know, and some of them outright cheat. You see these guys with uh, performance enhancing drugs all the time. And, you know, when do we eventually kind of draw the line when it comes to that and say, hey, you know what? Ordinary people kind of deserve some cheering okay. too. And, you know, and, and if you're out there trying to better yourself and, you know, whether you can run as fast as the professionals or, or not, uh, what does it matter if you're just trying to, to better yourself? And you're putting the time in and you're putting the work in. And I think that everyone deserves to be cheered on by a million people if they're doing that. And I think, you know, hey, if that gets me a million people joining my group, that'd be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> it so, is great. Go ahead, Shan. No, I was just going to say that, like, you've been experiencing a lot of change lately, like taking on coaching and Team Ordinary. And I talk with Melissa and Chris. And midlife I midlife crisis. That, well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm getting a divorce. I'm lots of things are changing. And I mean, Melissa just got married and started a new job. We're all constantly going through change, but how do you, like, I know today, you know, launching team ordinary and that was kind of stressful, but how do you sort of stay focused and find yourself through all this change? Wow. That's deep. That's, <laughs> um, yeah, I've always I mean, got the good questions. <laughs> no, it's really, it's really good. It's, um, some of it's discipline. Uh, some of it's, you know, Hey, I got to do my workout today. And so like today, all right, I have to do, I have my, um, I, I'm supposed to be training for Marine Corps marathon training hasn't been going that great. Uh, I'm doing a bike ride tonight. Will I still do it? I don't know. It's 10 o'clock here. Maybe, maybe not. It's not like I I've never done a bike ride. I want you to do it and report into run half a run. <laughs> I might. Maybe I will. Um, I do have some. I have some uh, some boxes. I still have to ship tonight. Not. I won't. I just have to get the labels all printed. Um, <laughs> so it's it's been you know it's a lot of work. It's been a lot of work. I think you know it's one is prioritization. Um, well, let's let's start with discipline first. Discipline's number one, I think, because you got to if you have to do it, you got to do it. You got to find a way. Uh, definitely prioritization is another one. Um, I had a lot of work to do today. Uh, my wife works till five o'clock at night or, you know, five o'clock in the evening and my nanny left today at four. She leaves, I get the baby and all of a sudden my work stops, right? So my work stops, I get the baby. Why? Because I'm the one doing the pet project, right? She's got the real job. I'm doing the pet project, trying to be happy, trying to find life fulfillment, having my midlife crisis here. Uh, but <laughs> you know, so it's, um, you know, you know, the tasks you need to accomplish, you have to kind of put them in priority order. You have to not complain. You have to work as teammates. Uh, you have to have the right partner to do that. Also, uh, if you don't have the right partner, that can be miserable as I think probably all three of us probably know. Yeah. Um, yeah. let's talk so, about fear. You wanted to talk about fear. Well, we talked about this quick. before and, uh, you know, so 
we were talking about fear, but not in terms of, you know, fear of taking the starting line. Well, it gets a little bit uh, fear, you know, I don't know. I, I've, sometimes I feel like I hold myself back. And I think the re this is why we were talking, we were talking about this a little bit before. And this is why I was thinking about this topic is, you know, I'm starting this new venture and I'm starting coaching and I'm starting all this stuff. And I, I have, uh, you know, like one of the things I've noticed about myself is like, I don't, I, 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 when I talk on Facebook, I talk in my group and I don't talk on my page and I don't bother my friends and my LinkedIn page probably still has my old job on it. I probably still, uh, haven't updated my resume. Uh, I don't say on my LinkedIn that, Hey, I'm, I'm CEO of team ordinary, ordinary marathon or uh, all that stuff. And it's almost like a, I hold myself back a little bit and I don't know why. And I think, and, and actually the reason I, why I brought this up to you is cause you had, you know how you just, you post like a gazillion uh, quotes a day. Um, and one of them like struck me a few weeks ago and I thought, and, and it reminded me of this sort of situation where, um, we always talk about the fear of doing something or just being afraid in general, but what about the fear of succeeding? Do we ever really talk about that a lot? Like what is, is that? And is that part of the reason why maybe I don't talk about this, you know, maybe I, and I, I wonder like, maybe I just don't want my friends to see like, Hey, uh, you know, Scott's not putting on a suit every day and he's got two kids. They both got to go to school and he thinks he's going to be a triathlon coach. It's kind of like a weird thing. Mm -hmm. Right. It's and, and, and I wonder if that, you know, does that, does that, and I, I don't, I don't, and I'm kind of just speaking there in, in general, but um, I think when I read, when I read, whatever the quote was, I can't even remember. And it started getting me thinking of, of about whether or not we actually have a fear to succeed. Um, and if that's, a, if that's something for me, I don't know. I, I think, no, I, I've worked with a business coach. She works with like CEOs, executives. And one of the things that she talked about was this fear of, succeeding because we've all experienced failure but to achieve the level of success that we sort of dream for ourselves it's like we don't know what things will be like when we get there so we don't work as hard to get there because it's kind of like you know when you level up like okay what else in my life is going to shift because when when you kind of grow like people in your life shift they Either it's their own insecurities, they don't feel like they can hang with you anymore, or like, is your lifestyle going to change or your relationship's going to change? Like, I know how to cope with being at this level. I don't know how to cope with being up here. And I think, you know, I've, Melissa and I have talked about, you know, public speaking and maybe a book and, you know, we want to be on Good Morning America and things like that. But it's like, if that were to really happen, be like, oh crap, now like everyone's going to hear us. Like, no, hey, no. are we ready for that? You know what because I mean? It's, there is definitely a fear of getting way up there. I, I think that's what has to be the driving force, the motivating force, because you're never going to reach. Once you do the first thing, it's going to be so invigorating. When I, when I spoke for the first year at the Buffalo Marathon, uh, it, it was invigorating. And then I was like, oh, shit, they want me to do it again. I succeeded. They, they liked me so much. They asked me to come back. That, that was scary, but at the same time, it forces you out of your comfort zone. So this fear of success is the best type of fear to have because it's forcing you past all the bullshit, past that threshold that says, I can't do this. Look at that cute little face. Um, Shannon's holding yeah, saw. Kid, by the way. <laughs> but um, it pushes you past that threshold. And the next thing you know, you've succeeded. You've gone one better. And what 
That means the floodgates are open. Nothing can stop you now. And that's scary because you don't know what it looks like because maybe you haven't mapped it out yet or maybe you don't know or maybe you want to just see where it takes you. Um, I'm triple type A. Like I, I got to play on like A, B, C, D, E, F, G and, and down to triple Z. But once you, you start ticking them off, you, you get you build this momentum. And Scott, that's what I see happening for your group. And I think that that fear is, is valid, but let that fear push you into being the very best ordinary extraordinary person <laughs> and man it's just going to be it's going to be amazing to watch it grow and take off i mean run heifer run built that momentum from very early on and it was amazing to watch the growth of it and and i was shockingly enough not featured in milf today but it was arthritis today magazine <laughs> i i, I was the cover of milf today sorry um <laughs> i'm gutted Got it. But, uh, and, if, and I'm doing this public speaking gig for them. And, you know, it, it's like, well, I'm going to talk about it. It, just kind of that, that success and fear and, and, and how to make the best of this moment right now. And Scott, that's exactly what you're doing. You're taking the moment right now. You're taking that momentum that every day grows and grows and grows and you're making it a better tomorrow. But you're doing that by, by not letting that fear today hold you back. And I think that's what's going to make Team Ordinary so extraordinary. And I'll let you borrow that. Very nice. Well done. I do, you know, I, I do. And I do think it, it, um, you know, it's it, not, nothing has been weighing. It's not, has, hasn't been weighing on me that kind of thought pattern. And I think to a certain degree, if you have a podcast and you're putting your face out on YouTube and you're putting your, your, you know, your, your voice out on the, yeah, there you go. Uh, you know, I mean, that's a, that's a barrier that you have to, to get over in order to be, you know, it's a barrier to, to do, to do public speaking. Uh, at, you know, at the Buffalo Marathon. I mean, um, how nervous were you five minutes before you had to start? Was it, you know, were you excited? Were you nervous? Were you, you know, were you, were you afraid? Uh, you, you know, I was the first year I was kind of shitting my pants. Um, <laughs> but Bart Yasso opened for me. And, you know, I thought, man, what, you know, I mean, if, if they chose Bart to open for me, I was good to go. And, I had the best time because what happened the second year was even more extraordinary that we had a bigger crowd, you know, like seven people. And uh, what happened was my friend Corey and I had gone out to dinner and, and people were like, Buffalo is kind of a small town, but they did. I want to say they had like 12,000 runners at the race. And we sat down at this pizzeria. We were like on a girl date and um, there was this table, 12 men. And when we walked in, they all stopped eating their wings with their face full of sauce on. And they turned around and they were whispering and pointing. And I thought, do they think we're like lesbians and hanging out together? Not that there's anything. I love lesbians just as much as the next guy. But we were wondering, like, what were they talking about? I got back to my hotel room that night, checked my Twitter, and one of the guys was like, I saw you speak today, but I was too afraid to come up and talk to you. And I was like, what the actual fuck? Dude, I poop just like you. Like, were you afraid to talk to me? So it was invigorating because I realized at that moment that people are inspired by hearing the ordinary stories from people who have done or attempted to do extraordinary things. My speech was on overcoming struggle. And what I talked about was that, that race in the Himalayas that I did. Um, and I was very open about the fact that I disqualified myself uh, from the biking portion, but I did do the swim and the run. And um, I talked about fear, success, struggle, overcoming. And so, yeah, I was really scared, but it was invigorating. And Bart Yasso sat there and, and applauded me. And, and, and to me, like he, he's like up here on a level where very few men can, can ever, very few people, I should say, can ever really reach. I just, I just think he's a great guy on many different, not just from running, but on a personal level, 
as well. And, you know, he's just a stand-up guy and uh, pretty, almost as cool as Mike Riley. I'm just saying because... You know, it's funny. I was just thinking about him because I, I knew you had met him before. He's my BFF. We plank yeah. together, actually. And uh, he calls me and we, we, we chat. Uh, I, I love Mike. And, did you read his book? I did. I got an autograph signed copy nice. and he, you know, nice. he, he bought me non-lion. He did. Mike, if you're listening, I'm still waiting. Uh, same for you, Noel Payne. Um, actually, and Alistair Jones, too. Nobody sends me shit. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> now I'm feeling pretty. Shannon, you got anything to send me? Well, you sent me ketchup chips. So I'll be sending you maple cookies soon. <gasps> I'm going to put a box together. Maple cookies. I like that. But but fear can drive you is my point and and Scott I think that that you would be a great contender to talk uh, a great public speaker because you you know all about that you've been there you've been you've been overweight you've you've made the comeback you've DNF you've done a lot you've done it all and I think that really anybody would be lucky to to accept the 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 relationship to work with you as their coach and I I just want to personally recommend you you've not coached me but you did. You have inspired me, and I don't like to give you a lot of compliments, really, because I, you know, I don't really like you. That we don't much. do that. We don't do that. Uh, we but, have a different relationship, I think. Than yeah. yeah. But but you but you are inspiring, and I think that that anybody out there who's considering working with somebody online would be remiss not to actually pick up the phone, call you, and say, "I want to be ordinary too." Yes, um, or check out teamordinary.com. Yeah, and I, I would definitely want to say thank you to Tribal Sports Nutrition here for sponsoring a couple of our podcasts here. They use the baobab fruit from Africa. It's actually uh, what their product is is in a pouch. It looks like goo and it feels like goo, but it's actually not goo. It does taste nothing like goo. It's it's amazing and uh, it. People say after observing how the baobab fruit benefited people in Africa, it's a red, readily available source of natural energy and nutrition. And it's one of those things that once you once you take it during your workout, it actually gives you a continual flow of energy without caffeine. It's freegan, vegan, all that good stuff. So check it out, tribalsportsnutrition.com. Uh, no, they don't pay me to say that, but it's actually some really good shit. And that's probably not the tagline they'd like, but it's great for, for triathletes as well. And uh, Scotty, I, you know what? I, I'm, I might ask them to send you some so you can try it out. I, see, that's one of the things. One of, the, one of my athletes going to ask me about that. I better know. It's ethically sourced. The, the women who farm this fruit for two weeks, I believe, out of the year, the money that they make actually feeds their community for the entire year. So it, it's, it's ethically done, and it's, uh, I was really impressed when I tried it. it I thought it was going to suck. It didn't. Sounds like we're in the wrong business. I know, right? i got to go farm some stuff. i to get some of that fruit stuff. But uh, I'll, I'll have them send you some. we got to grow some. Awesome. What is it? Baobab. Scott Baobab. Scott Baobab. we got I don't know if they'll grow in Canada, though. I'll try. It's from Africa. <laughs> probably probably not. Probably but not. I, I, I want to make sure I recommend, Scott, everybody, Team Ordinary. I think that you're, you're a fantastic role model. You're, you're a dad. You're a husband. You're, you're, you're doing Team Ordinary. You have done extraordinary things, and I, and I absolutely am so thankful for your friendship through the years. And I, will, I want to put my full support of Run Heifer Run behind whatever, whatever you undertake. I know will be done well. And uh, – Again, I I like that hat shipped. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm right, gonna I'm gonna go and join Team Ordinary. I know I'm already part of Team uh, Run with Run Dem Trails, but I, I'm gonna share the He's love. He's got a team. Oh, we don't. Yeah. Yeah. He, ha, yeah. Jeff. Jeff. Yeah, it's like Team Go Run Run Dem what? Trails. Didn't you get a shirt? I got a shirt, but I didn't know there was a team. It's like a t it's an unofficial team, whereas Scott's team is an official team. Don't post my face. Bro, 
Jeffy? So, Jeffy Cakes? Jeff, you're yeah. not an Best official team. We're all going to join Scott's official Team Ordinary. We encourage everyone out there to do it. Teamordinary.com. Scott, Get a shirt. it's always fun chatting with you. you guys you're are such awesome. a calming presence and you're so polite. Oh, you you deal fine. with Melissa better than I do. <laughs> it's awesome. I appreciate that about you. You got to know, know the right way. You got to know. Yeah. She knows I love her. She knows. <laughs> I, I love you both more than I could ever say. And that's not the vodka talking. That's actual legit. You're doing a great job here. You, you know, I, and, and I want to encourage everybody to check out Scott's podcast as well. I mean, every day he's got some good shit going up on the air and, and it, 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 it's just honest. It's inspirational. It's funny. We talk about the man with the yellow shirt, uh, you know, and, and Scott. I haven't seen him now that I don't have to wake up early in the morning anymore. I know. He's <laughs> unemployed. <laughs> got no job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like <laughs> sign up people he needs one what do you need 40 clients right something like that yeah, make yeah you know what, what if Where i'd say there? the next the next 10 clients who who actually order up a scotty uh coaching session uh from this podcast give them some shit from us give, give them something give them the, the baobab tree Okay, we'll get you free product. Everyone we gets a tree. <laughs> Everyone gets a tree. I'll plant a tree for you. For you, tree. You get a tree. You know what? I'm doing Start a giveaway. Initials in the tree in Africa. That's right. I feel that you're you're mocking my no, my life's purpose. No. These women work hard. Anyway, I I would I just want to say thank you for being on our podcast. It's always a pleasure, and I fully support Team Warner. I'm really excited for you. Thank you, Melissa. I really appreciate. I really appreciate appreciate the support support and your friendship. Uh, it's been geez. Waits too long, long time. Yeah, it feels like a long. It probably actually feels longer than it really is. Probably. <laughs> Everyone says that about Melissa. It's like Jenna. This is what I'll say about Melissa. And this, forever. I've said this. I've said this numerous times. Is that I've been on a number of different podcasts. No one at the end of the podcast. No one ever ever said to me, "Hey, um, what can I do for you after this podcast? What can I do?" You know, I've had a lot of guests. Excuse me, on my podcast, and and. You know, no, no guest has ever said, you know, what can I do for you above and beyond this podcast uh, other than Melissa and that, uh, and not only that, but, but when there were things that I needed, for example, here, uh, she's the first one to step up and help me out. So, uh, true friendship, I think. Appreciate that. Melissa. Yeah. Well, we, too, we love ordinary people who do extraordinary things and because yeah, we had that line first. <laughs> that's, that's you. you. I got it on a shirt though. You guys don't have it on a shirt. Oh, once you put We're it on a shirt, it. then it's We're official. Put on a shirt. We're going to get it. We're going to get it. But we will encourage people to keep running for their lives. Keep running for their lives. Join Team Ordinary. Be, be the best you can be. And, and Scott, once again, thank you. Always, always a pleasure, bro. You're welcome. Thank you.